Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Your number one source for all the league's top headlines. Here's your host, Justin Kinner. Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. I'm Justin Kinner, excited to be bringing you another week's edition of the podcast. We're in the heart of summer, and there may not be a ton going on in college athletics because there's technically no games going on, but there is so many headlines stemming from college athletics with all the things that have been stemming around, of course, name, image, and likeness. Things of which that I am not the most educated enough to talk about, so I have to find other people who are way more intelligent than me to bring you the information, and that was my job this week, and I found somebody to do that. Someone who I have on our radio show regularly, and I'm excited to bring him on the podcast here today. Before I introduce him, I just want to let you know that all interviews that we do here on the Reach the Horizon podcast are brought to you by health and wellness company Zervita, changing lives for the better through nutritional and performance-based products and opportunities. He's an ESPN staff writer, and he's joining us now. We have Dan Murphy. Dan Murphy with ESPN. Dan, good morning. How are you? I appreciate your time today. Hey, Justin. Great to talk to you. I feel like you and I have been talking about name, image, and likeness for almost two years now, and excited. it's exciting that uh, you know, we're, we're a weekend now, and we can actually talk about this stuff as it's happening, not just as hypotheticals anymore. Absolutely. We're about a week into this and seeing the different examples of how it's kind of playing out. It's been kind of fun, and usually when you and I talk, it's either about some unfortunate scandal on a university campus, or of course this. I'd much rather be talking about this. Uh, I tell you that much. But uh, So we are about a week into this, and the last time you and I spoke, it was a bunch of uh, you know what-if questions. Well, what's it going to look like type questions. We only have a small sample size of days and examples to go by, but with us being a week into this, uh, how are, what are you looking at right now? What's standing out to you the most as we're starting to see a lot of uh, opportunities for athletes who wasted no time, by the way, in jumping on this? Yeah, I, th- I think one of the things that stood out to me just in the first few days of watching some of this stuff come online and watching athletes and is just the huge variety both in the types of athletes that are signing these deals and the types of deals themselves, right? We've got everything from superstar athletes signing like major kind of, you know, tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars right out of the gates at, at big-time schools. And then we've got folks at smaller group of five type schools um, who are, you know, striking small, uh, you know, social media deals or excited about being able to play music at a local bar and make money from it or, um, you know, any number of, of different things that are out there right now. I think some people may put name, image, and likeness in a small box and just think about Instagram ads or just think about the superstar athletes. But there are so many possibilities right now, and it's been really interesting to see just the breadth of the number of things going on here in the first few days of, of this new era. 
Now, now Dan, you, you touched on it uh, a, a little bit, but we, we kind of had an idea of some examples of what we were expecting to see. And we're only a week into this, but are there some examples of things that kind of caught you by surprise and like, oh, that's that's interesting. I didn't think about that. I, I know there's been stories out there. I forgot what school it was. I think you even released the story about the, the college football player that can now make money off of going to a bar and playing. You know, he's, he's a musician as well. So is there examples like that that kind of caught you, you by surprise? Like, oh, I didn't think about that opportunity there. Do you have anything like that? So, yeah, there's a bunch of cool and interesting stuff, right? Like you mentioned, there are things that are a little bit more analog, right, where players can take advantage of their other skills, whether it's being a good musician or uh, being a good public speaker or running an, an interesting blog or, you know, about fashion or mental health or whatever that's not necessarily related to their sport. I think it's been interesting to see some athletes jump in to actually, like, be co-owners of some of these companies. There's a couple quarterbacks down in Florida who signed deals to basically co-found a company that's going to help athletes make money by doing things like selling NFTs, which is mm-hmm. a whole other kind of crazy new development that a lot of people are going to have to learn in the years. Um, so, that, yeah, I mean, there are things like that. There are more traditional ads. And I think we're only sort of just seeing the tip of the iceberg of the different creative ways we're going to see this start to play out. Now, with the Horizon League, of course, look, it's a mid-major conference with basketball being the centerpiece, uh, you know, no football. But, uh, you know, when you hear the narrative coming into this that, well, this is only going to benefit, and you've touched on this as well, but this is only going to benefit the, the, you know, the Dukes and the North Carolinas and the Power Five schools, that no one's going to want a mid-major athlete to, to represent their... That cannot be further from the truth because what we're starting to see is that a lot of these deals are very localized and regionalized uh, because uh, a school that may not be big across the country is still going to be very big within the community. And that's where we're seeing a lot of these deals being done. Uh, just when you look at a, a conference like the Horizon League, a mid-major conference, basketball-centric, what opportunities do you see there? And, and your thoughts on when you hear people say, well, this is only going to benefit the bigger schools, your takeaway. Yeah, again, right. I, I think you you hit the nail on the head there. That a lot of these opportunities, a lot of the companies that are going to be interested in using college athletes as spokespeople are those that can't afford to go sign an NBA player or an NFL player to be their spokesperson, and they're looking for more of a local, regional sort of startup company demographic. So there's no reason why somebody, a player at Detroit Mercy or Oakland can't find a local Detroit uh, restaurant or startup company or something like that and say, hey, if I post about you guys on Instagram, can I get a, a, a few dollars? Or I think a lot of the deals we're going to see are athletes, kind of it, what, we're, what a lot of experts are calling in-kind deals, right, where you're not necessarily getting a paycheck for it. But if you're uh, you know, at the center at Purdue, Fort Wayne, and you like going to the same pizza shop in Fort Wayne every Friday night, you can go to that owner and say, hey, I would love to uh, – promote, you know, let everybody know this is a great place to go eat pizza. Maybe you can hang my picture up in the restaurant and say you support the team in exchange. Can I come in once a week and get a free slice? Uh, And those are the types of deals that I think are going to impact the majority of college athletes. You're going to hear a lot about the big splashy ones and the most famous college athletes and how much money they're making. But for the overwhelming majority of the thousands of other athletes who have now had these brand new opportunities for them, it's going to be small things like maybe getting a free cell phone. Right? I talked to the CEO of Boost Mobile the other day, and he said he's got hundreds of athletes already on a list where he wants to find local markets. And instead of paying them, he'll give them a free iPhone and cover their cell phone bill, which 
when you're a college kid, shoot, when you're in your 30s like I am, that's a big deal. Those <laughs> things are, are significant things uh, that, that are going to change for college athletes, and uh, those are going to be available from everybody, you know, to the guy that's the star quarterback at Clemson down to the guy who's, who's the sixth man on I, IUPUI's bench. ESPN's Dan Murphy with us here on Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Of course, we're talking name, image, and likeness. Name, image, and likeness. We always, you know, the the popular assumption is that this only benefits the bigger schools. We're right now having a conversation about how this how this could really unfold and how it could look in a, a mid major conference such as the Horizon League. And you know, it's funny you you, you talk about that. So last week uh, on my radio show, we had Bobby Carpenter on, um, also with ESPN, and and he had talked about just how how blown out of proportion a lot of the perception is about how that college athletics is just about to you, you know unfold here and how it's just about to crumble he said you know a lot of businesses are going to be interested in jumping on board with this he goes but also when you are these bigger companies you are also asking them to trust 18 19 and 20 year olds now i don't want to disrespect any 18 19 and 20 year olds but we all know the mistakes we make when we're 18 19 and 20 and we also know what our social media looked like when we were younger so he also you know i thought it was an interesting point when he brought up that you know there's going to be some businesses that are going to jump in right away and then there's going to be others that are hesitant because they don't want to tie their brand to an 18 or 19 or 20 year old what do you think when you hear something like that is there you know do you think it's smart for businesses to jump in bed right away when it comes to these kids fresh out of high school yeah i mean it's an interesting point i i think you know you could say the same thing in about a 21 or 22 year old nba player right there's not that much of a difference between most of the guys that are in terms of age and maturity level uh the guys that are playing college hoops and guys that are at the next level on, on that front but I do think there has been some hesitancy out of the gates uh, from, from some big companies who are, as much as anything, curious to see how this is all going to play out. And there was so much uncertainty about what some of these rules are going to be that I think a lot of companies don't want to be associated with headlines about being part of the deal that got an athlete in trouble or put their eligibility in jeopardy or something like that because there are still a lot of sort of murky gray areas mm-hmm. that schools and their athletes are going to have to talk about and make sure everybody understands all the nuances of these new rules to make sure nobody's getting themselves into trouble. So that's the, I'm glad you brought that up because I did find it interesting. Um, you, you know, here we are schools around here. We were talking about Ohio State's a lot out of the Big Ten. We have Wright State out of the Horizon League here in our backyard as well. But Ohio State, uh, on the very first day that name, name image, and likeness, uh, that the athletes could start making money on it, there, of course, what's making the go rounds was the list of all the restrictions involved. Um, and I guess I'm only pointing at the hypocrisy of those. And by the way, I'm not defending the NCAA because they make a lot of mistakes. Don't get me wrong. But the, the NCAA's approach was, well, the reason we put these restrictions in place is because we're protecting our business ventures. Well, now you have schools doing the same thing the NCAA was doing. Ohio State's like, well, you can, you could do a brand endorsement, but it can't be a competing brand with us. So that means you could only do Nike, right? Or you could do, uh, you know, you could do a, a drink endorsement of some kind of beverage, but it can't be anything other than Gatorade or whatever their drink sponsor is uh, you th- that's the other interesting thing that I'm really kind of diving into is reading the the verbiage from the schools and the restrictions that they have in place are they able to do this by using the scholarship as the the leverage piece there I mean I, could they pull a scholarship if, if they violate these I mean how are they schools going to be able to do this the exact thing that well co- that the NCAA was criticized for doing yeah that's exactly right it, it, remember a scholarship is a contract right so Previously, when a player signed a scholarship, 
you know, every American has the right to make money from their name, image, and likeness. But previously, when college athletes signed a scholarship in exchange for getting free tuition and all the other things that come around with being a college athlete, they agreed to not make money from their name, image, and likeness, basically to give those rights over to the school to figure out how to use. That's no longer the case, but there are still going to be restrictions in place that just in the same way that, like, you or I have an employer who, if, if I go make a deal with somebody that ESPN doesn't like or doesn't want to be associated with, they can they can tell me to, to not do that deal or I lose my job, right? So in the same kind of way, um, in that, you know, a school can tell an athlete, hey, we don't want you associating with that company, um, and if, if you do, then you might lose your scholarship. Um, so... There are, there's a lot of legal nuance to that, and part of what makes it tricky is, like, even within the Horizon League, right, there are some states where there are specific state laws on the books, like in Ohio, and there are other states where there aren't yet laws in place, like in Michigan or Wisconsin. And so it, it's down to individual schools and what state you're going to school in and, and having to understand the nuances and the differences of what's going to be allowed and not, which makes things really tricky for athletes, for athletic departments, uh, it, it is a tough week to be a compliance director in, yep. in any of these schools right now. Um, so there's a lot left to be sorted out. We may eventually get to a spot where there's a little bit more of a, a uniform approach to this across the board. But right now, um, when we when you hear people talk about, oh, this is going to be chaotic or the wild, wild west or some of those things, I, I don't know that the, the sky is going to be falling anytime soon. That certainly hasn't happened in the first week of this kind of thing happening, of this kind of deals happening. But, but that's what they're talking about, is trying to sort through all the different nuances and how things are different, even within one conference from one school to the next. Uh, the Milwaukee Panthers out of the Horizon League, you know, head coach Pat Baldwin, his son, Pat Baldwin Jr., uh, of course, one of the biggest recruits out there committed to Milwaukee. I want to use him as an example. Let's just rewind a year ago and say that these rules were put in place a year ago with him as a junior could, can now height like we ta- we keep talking about it from a college perspective, Dan. But what about if you know you're going to be a big time college athlete like Pat Baldwin Jr.? Let's say if he when he was a junior in high school, if these rules were in place, if there's a a, a big time talent like uh, Monty Bates right now, uh, let's say he's a junior, could these guys in high school start doing these deals now? Because they couldn't before because it would have been a violation. Correct. Now can we see? 16, 17-year-olds who are on the verge of being the next big thing in college athletics, can we start seeing it trickle down all the way to as young as 16- and 17-year-olds? That's a great question, and again, it, it might depend on where you go to school or where, even where you go to okay. high school, right? So while the NCAA rules in place right now wouldn't prevent Imani Bates or somebody else who is in high school from signing a deal before they get to college, that would not... Uh, under the NCAA, as far as the NCAA is concerned, that would not impact their eligibility. But within each state, if you're a high school basketball player, uh, many states have laws on the books, their high school sports associations, saying athletes can't accept money as part of being a high school basketball player. And so they could impact their immediate high school eligibility if they start to get into deals. So it's important even for athletes of that age to talk to uh, their athletic directors, their schools, their coaches, maybe even somebody who understands the law a little bit better in their state before jumping into anything and potentially getting themselves into a tight spot. 
man, like, and again, these are the things that I always just uh, jot down. I'm like, wait, what about this scenario? You know, if you're a high school, you might as well get a compliance office because uh, I can, <laughs> there's going to be a lot of tough things that are brought up, you know, even as young as that. That's going to be interesting moving forward. We have Dan Murphy with ESPN with us. Dan, last thing, and I'll let you go, but we keep talking about this from an individual player standpoint, uh, from individual program standpoint. But uh, what about from a conference standpoint? I mean, are we going to start seeing deals worked out by conferences? Can the Horizon League work out a big money deal with, let's say, a Nike, uh, and that every player that commits to a Horizon League school will now get X amount of money from Nike? Can we start to see conferences start to work out deals with these bigger companies that would kind of give, you know, a little bit of leverage to some of these mid-major conferences to maybe, you know, kind of, you know, have a compensation deal already in place for any player that comes in. Is there something like that that, you know, that is in the works, like what we're hearing for the Pac-12 with Nike and all those possibilities there? Is that something that we can expect to see as this rolls out uh, further and further? So far, most schools and conferences are shying away from getting directly involved in any of these deals, right? They're going to say, athletes, you can go and, and make your own deals and find ways to make money, but we don't want to be involved because that tiptoes up to the line of just finding another way to give players a direct paycheck for showing up. And that's something that the NCAA and pretty much all of, it mem- all of its members really want to avoid. So I would be surprised if we see anything like that. In some of the state laws, there are, there are even specific restrictions against a school or a conference uh, setting up deals and just handing it over to the players and, and being the person who's facilitating that type of thing. So I think we'll, we won't see that. I w- it will be interesting to see under these rules, uh, as they're written and then sort of a lot of this is dictated, um, by federal antitrust rules, right? The NCAA, um, technically under federal law is not allowed to set some wide blanket restrictions on what athletes can and can't do anymore. Um, and, however, conferences aren't necessarily restricted in the same way. So we may see conferences step in and say, hey, we don't want any athlete who competes in the Horizon League to be doing deals with a tobacco company or a gambling company. So we're going to put a blanket restriction in place for all of our conference athletes that we're not going to be okay with you doing that and being associated with our conference at the same time. It's far more likely you see that kind of thing come in than the conference trying to facilitate hmm. the deals themselves. All right. Well, this will be the last question, just because I had meant to ask this follow-up earlier. Uh, if the scholarship is going to be used as the leverage piece or the contract, if you will, I mean, we're not, I don't know. I mean, look, Mark Titus comes to mind as probably the most popular walk-on out there, correct? I mean, what about walk-ons who have no technical, uh, you know, I, I guess leverage contract or what have you that the school would have with them? What about walk-ons? Would walk-ons have more flexibility than the scholarship players, if you will? Yeah, it's a great question, and honestly, it, it's probably one, again, I feel like I'm saying this over and over. No, you're fine. <laughs> state law, the way that this shakes out, and depending on where you are and how those schools um, do their thing. There is still some leverage that the school has over a, a walk-on athlete, right, whether it's the kind of gear they get or the meals that they go to or, or just being part of the team um, might be a little bit tricky. But, yeah, I mean, Titus is a great example of somebody who was clearly popular for something that he had talents that, that weren't just basketball, right? Um, and those type of things are now on the table for a lot of athletes to start taking advantage of and being able to, if you happen to, to be a great writer and, and be a funny commenter on, on a lot of these things, um, the door is now open for all college athletes to start taking advantage of that and making some money from it. 
All right, good stuff. We have ESPN's Dan Murphy, ESPN staff writer, good enough to hang out with us on this week's edition of Reach the Horizon, the official podcast of the Horizon League. Today's interview was brought to you by health and wellness company Zervita, changing lives for the better through nutritional and performance-based products and opportunities. Dan, well, last thing I lied, this just popped into my mind. Coaches, what about coaches? Can coaches do these deals as well? Coaches can do their own deals and, and have been able to and, and have done them for a long time, right? Like some of the basketball coaches have deals with, with shoe companies or local radio stations or something like that. Most In most places, they won't be able to help their athletes or do a partner deal, right, where uh, Greg Campy at Oakland won't be able to, to be in a commercial alongside his, his point guard or anything like that. But uh, they, they've always had the opportunity to go out and make money on their own. All right, that was the last question. Dan, thank you so much. You've been patient today. I appreciate it. Always enjoy talking to you. Yeah, it was fun, Justin. Anytime.